Welcome to River City Media's 3R Sport. First thing that noticed, Robbie, this is episode 15. Can you believe we've done 15 episodes of this? It's like four months. We haven't got kicked off the air yet. That's amazing that it's been 15. If you would have asked me that, I would have said maybe seven, eight tops. I would have, I had no idea we were almost twice that many. Yeah, well, I, we, we were officially 14 episodes plus a draft special, so I went ahead and rounded it at 15. All right, I like it. 15 times on the air and not being kicked off. I like it. We came close tonight after the Raiders drafted Alex Wet Leatherwood to being FCC fine, but the boy, Origini the Greek over there, didn't get us off the air. Raji the Greek, thank you very much. Yeah. Raji, look, I'm we just surprised. talked about dyslexia. <laughs> I am surprised I didn't get kicked off. I think I entertain the uh, FCC. Oops. I can't think right now. Uh, with my soul leaving my body. So uh, thank you, uh, everyone. I appreciate it. Well, that was a great night. We will do that again. Uh, still don't have anything to announce on the draft day special, though it is coming. We are trying to define the most draft day special. The college football football start of the season special. We are trying to define a place where we could all be together to do it. We have a couple of options, but we would like to bring uh, the public in and our friends. So we're looking at a couple of things there. So just give us about another week and we'll have that ironed out. And hopefully it'll be in a public place and, and, and we can have a crowd. Speaking of that, what did you make? Uh, not a subject we were going to talk about. Tennessee releases today. They are going max capacity in Neyland Stadium. Are you surprised by that? Um, no, I'm not surprised by it. Um, and I, I know when we talked last week, I told you guys I was thinking about going down to the Hawks game on Friday. I did go down there. And um, for the playoff game, so it was – they had about – I'd say 10 rows taped off behind the bench to keep the players kind of isolated. Yeah. But the rest was uh, full capacity. Um, we sat on the first row of the middle deck uh, behind behind press pass. Solid. Yeah, which, solid. which as y'all all know, I've been probably more COVID precautious than most of our friend group. And so um, – I agree. Whenever I got out and walked on the concourse, I wore my mask. Um, but at but at the at my seat, I didn't. You know, drank, ate. Um, yeah, I, I, I felt fine. Um, and so I'm excited to hear that news. And I think that um, people who people are doing slowly and slowly doing the right thing. So I'm not surprised. I'm excited, and, and I'm I'm looking forward to. Being at more events now, uh, I guess I popped my cherry uh, at the Hawks game. Although, man, did I spend a lot of money for a blowout? Yeah, NBA is expensive. Yeah, and of at course the for, game for decent seats. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, the game last night was awesome. The one I went to was a blowout. I wouldn't well, call it awesome, dude. That was some ugly basketball, but at least Atlanta won. Yeah, I mean those teams couldn't shoot for. I mean, you know what? So. Uh, but Atlanta did win, and uh, yeah, I know we're going to get into that later. We um, we and we tried to go to the Lookouts game, but I ended up working all weekend. 
I felt like such a loser. Uh, Hunter Green goes like strong nine Indians, Indians, and we've got to get down there as a group. Maybe on a Tuesday, it'd be nice to do a show live from there. uh, Hunter Green's gone. Is he gone? Did he get called? He got called up to Louisville today. Yeah. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, so he I never went, got he to see undefeated, him. I think like a point one oh five ERA, like just dominated. Don't went hundred and four miles an hour. Yeah. That guy yeah, I think he had thirty seven or thirty four pitches over hundred miles an hour, which is yeah. a record, I believe. Uh I hope his arm stays on his body because that's insane. <laughs> well, you know, he did miss a year and a half and have Tommy John done. Uh, and I think it's probably the right decision. I mean, so, yeah, some people statistically, they, they try to throw out their elbow. Not try, but I mean, Tommy John nowadays with technology, we've talked about this, you come back stronger. And yeah. uh, a lot of guys aren't too bummed out, especially when they have it done. You know, when they're 20, 21, they're going to heal fast and they're going to heal strong. Well, this is a great lead-in to our first subject tonight. And uh, the, the format I just absolutely love of this show is how we get through several uh, subjects. But here's one we've not ever talked about. And to me, it is one of the great secrets of sports. Having been to Omaha in 2005, wow. he went. Which is the last time UT went, correct? Yes. Last time UT was there with Luke um I can't say his name, but J.C. Aaron Sebo was the catcher. Uh, both were first-round picks. Oh, wow. Uh, Hoferture Hof, was the first overall pick. So, Tennessee. Oh, that son of a gun. Yeah. Dodgers yeah. drafted him, and he wouldn't sign with him. And he ended up in Kansas City. And yes. Not much of a career. But, yeah, he was a beast in college. Yes. Yeah, Hoshafer or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Hoshafer, whatever. But – the Vols win this weekend over LSU, make it to the College World Series. The SEC puts Vanderbilt, Mississippi State into the field. Uh, Cinderella, Dallas Baptist, that I, I rooted for to the very end, gets beat. So UVA goes. North Carolina State upsets number one seed Arkansas. Shocking to me. Super uh, shocking. Playing so well. Texas. And Notre Dame, Texas, and Stanford, I think, finds out to the field. Robbie, did you find yourself as a Tennessee fan involved at a fan level with this regional, super regional? Yes, and I – wait, was that to me or was Raj leading? You, you, you. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm, I, I think your lead-in was fantastic. It's one of the most forgotten about – underappreciated events in sports. I was in school in 2005 uh, at UT, and I remember that team. But I remember them just, you know, that wasn't where, you know, ESPN's SEC Network, where it was all on TV, you know, you could follow, but it wasn't like it is now. Um, I found this 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 run's been fantastic. I found college – we found college baseball – the, the aluminum bats are, are just sound fantastic. It's just, and, uh, you know, it's kind of the opposite of what the MLB is now, or MLB is pit, the hitters can't hit the ball. Can't Now it, it's been, especially for the Tennessee game, it's been bombs away and it's been exciting. So, yes, I've, I've, 
I have found myself uh, really, really enjoying this thing. Rock, yeah, I mean, as a USC guy who, who USC has been a dominant team at times in college baseball. What's your feelings? You know, they have the most national championships of anybody. Randy Johnson, Mark McGuire before he took roids, Tom Seaver, uh, Jeff Jenkins, the list goes on and on. However, they haven't done anything since, I think, 2001, but there was a lot of magic on that team, and Jock Jones was a was a big player on that, if you guys remember him. They went to the loser's bracket, actually, and uh, they lost their first game, but then went, won every other game after that, something like that. And looking at UT, they're not going to a loser's bracket, but it's kind of a similar lineup. You know, there's, they have the dynamic duo, uh, you know, those two dudes in 330-plus, and yes. uh, but – there's magic on that team, and we all saw it, and uh, that doesn't go away, especially with college kids. You know, they feel it. They know it. They know they can come back at any time, and uh, I think in college, just like in football or basketball, that means a ton. So, I mean, I, I you know, I think the Vols are – I don't know if I call them the somebody that I, I think will win just because of the two Vandy pitchers, but – she said, I will not be shocked, and their odds are the third best, I believe. Oh, if I didn't have depositions in federal court next week, I would I would uh, be canceling those things, and I would be going down there. Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of balls fans in Omaha. Oh, yeah. That's one thing you guys have more. I mean, Vandy will have 11 people, plus they go every other year. Uh, you guys are going to be really loud, and it's not that far for you. Um and that's another thing to consider. I, I, you know, Tennessee is very dangerous. I can tell you in the time that I went that I found it almost it, it's smaller, several thousand people, and it changes. But it's almost like the NCAA tournament basketball tournament in that you have these little pods of fans all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. you'll have your Mississippi State crew staying at one hotel. The Tennessee crew will be at the other hotel. But Robbie, here's a question to you, and it's 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 been followed in the state a lot. Does Tennessee now have to invest in better facilities? It's been a statewide story. If you haven't been in Tennessee Stadium, uh, it's not the nicest stadium in the SEC. You, to say it lightly, and it's wedged among the the basketball stadium, the football stadium. Uh, you now have a hot under 30 coach. We, as alumni and donors, we got to pan up and get, us, get a little something going on the baseball side. So, yeah, and for those who haven't been to UT's campus, it is very unique, uh, maybe outside of Vanderbilt, that it is squeezed between a city and a railroad track and a river and a historical district. So they have to be very, very smart with what they do. So the answer, yeah, the yes, no question is absolutely they have to invest in facilities and anything to keep this program rolling. Now, uh, there are talks about the Smokies. Well, the, the, I mean, it's going. The Smokies are moving from Pigeon Forge to downtown Knoxville in the old city. And so does Tennessee go 50-50 with the Smokies and build a new stadium like that? Or do they 
go across the river with a pedestrian bridge uh, and kind of open up that area of campus. Um, yes, they need to. An engineer needs to come in there. Um, it, they would have to use every bit of square footage and, and, and area to get what they need where Lindsey Nelson Stadium is right now. If you've not been on campus, it's almost overlooked by the sheer size of Thompson Bowling and Neyland Stadium sitting there. It almost mm-hmm. looks like a little league field or something. I mean, and that, and it's not, it's not very. I've been in it. One of the things that bothered me, Robbie, more than anything, is is it's it's stripped back, no back seats in most of the stadium. It's not the most comfortable place to watch a baseball game. You know, when I look at Tennessee, the campus itself is beautiful, but I don't mean to offend large Knoxville fan base, but Knoxville is not beautiful. I think Chattanooga is a much better looking city, but the potential is amazing down on the riverfront. You know, I, I know they're transforming where Old Baptist Hospital is. You can walk across the bridge, you know, entertainment district, baseball field. It would go off. You know, Cumberland Ave, they've tried to redo it. That's the main drag, um, you know, for it, it's very the dichotomy between the beauty of their campus and the surrounding area is is noticeable. Yeah, they they need to do a lot more with the river, the river frontage. Yeah, man, absolutely. Beautiful all, area, it, and it surrounds campus. If you go over where we used to park the tailgate at the uh, UT Visitor Center, it's one of the most beautiful spots in the world. You. You know, it's your own campus, and you've got a view of the river. Could you imagine hitting home run balls into the river? The and, and, and I don't know the answer to this, and I don't know if any of y'all did it. What's the the other spot? The other logical spot is World's Fair Park. Yeah, I don't know if that's historical or if that if they could give up half of that. Built in the eighties, I'd be surprised if that POS was historical. Yeah, I, I would say the dome has a place in Knoxville. Yeah, uh, but, but I mean the park's not used for anything. It's never used. No, uh, I've seen a concert there once in the nineties. Is the only time. Yeah, I've ever been there. I mean, and they won't let you tailgate on it. So I don't know who owns it or who regulates it, but um, it it I keep the fountain side. Yeah, um, but the other side of it, you know, you can use and uh, there's there's land there. Robbie, if you're not having a desk, uh, if you're not in court, will you be watching the games? Um, oh, yeah. Well, I was looking at time. So uh, Sunday is at 1 p.m. And then Tuesday will be at 6 p.m. I will be done with my deposition uh, by 6 p.m. I've got a deposition. Assuming we're in the winner's bracket. So, yes, I will be watching. So I, I will be driving back from Charleston, West Virginia at 2 o'clock on Sunday. But thank God for the ESPN app. So, oh wait, we we will be if Tennessee wins, we will be on the air right after the game. Yes, we will for instant breakdown. Uh, we might. We'll play it out Tuesday and see how it plays out. Let's All hope right. they win then. Yeah. Rod, do you as a as USC out? Will you be watching any of it? Have you got interest in it? I do. I don't watch the entire thing. Um, yeah, SC's been terrible. Coaching's been terrible. It's it's embarrassing, actually. 
but you know, I, it, it is, there's magic there. And I've heard the people of Omaha are amazing and hospitable. And, um, you know, there are a couple of Pac-12 teams in there. Arizona scores a lot of runs, but they don't have a pitcher with an ERA under four. Um, Stanford's always a dangerous team. And not going to lie, you're Kumar Rocker. He's half Indian. Kumar means prince. Uh, got a pull for my brotherhood. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think this field has a lot of teams that don't normally make it. You know, when NC State beats number one Arkansas and that cops kid, the pitcher, um, you know, it's an interesting field, and and I probably will watch. Now, living in Tennessee, uh, I hear a lot about it, so that probably has something to do with it. But uh, I mean, it's an intriguing field to say the least. Oh, uh, a Tennessee Vandy final would be intense around here. It would, and it would. That's my dream for them to meet somewhere along the way. Probably is this. We've already talked about Lamar Rocker and Liner and Drew Gilbert and some of the guys involved in this. I never, even when I went to the, I struggled with the players' names back then. But, I mean, truly, truly people are now becoming household names playing college baseball, and that may be a first to me. Yeah, well, I think we're so um, just sports crazed and just like the – the new things and uh i mean espn give them credit they are marketing specialists but they've done a great job of promoting this um and then i mean good god tennessee you know uh we haven't had been good at football in a while um we've talked at nauseum whether the basketball team underachieved overachieved but we we, we, we tennessee expects greatness no matter what the facts are and to actually make it this far, um, yes, it's going to get a lot of attention, especially in Tennessee. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it next Tuesday. And I just got a text that asked us, why don't we go on early? So that's something we'll talk about. Maybe we'll come on in the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning and do some live react if it's a close game. So uh, yeah. we'll, get, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. So we're going to stay on baseball for a minute. And, and it's not our wheelhouse always, but this one I think deserves for us to talk about it. Uh, Brendan Jane, baseball school. I'll take that right now, Brendan Jane. Jacob DeCrom is currently the hottest player in the major leagues. His stats, and I'll, have, I'll pull it up here in just a second, are beyond unreal. Six and two with a .56 ERA, a 46% strikeout rate, and a 4% walk rate. I can depend on the Indian guy. I always have it. <laughs> yeah. That Numbers are that our thing. I have never supported an MVP count candidate that was a pitcher. You play 35 games a year. I just, in my head, could say, how are you the most valuable player when you play 35 games a year? If I had an MVP vote today, it would be for Jacob DeGrom, how dominated he'd be. Can you play 35 games and be an MVP? Can you play a fourth of the season and be an MVP? And we'll start with you, Rod, on this one. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I'm a little biased here, but in, in 2014 it wasn't a 
an amazing field. You know, I think in, in the National League, like Stanton ended up finishing second. But he didn't have an amazing season, but Kershaw was 21 and three uh, with a 177 ERA. What's odd is, or coincidental, is at the All Star break, he was six and zero with uh, a sub one ERA like DeGrom. Um, so it has happened. Does it need to be a down year? I think so. Um, you know, but nowadays with wins uh, over replacement and all that stuff, uh, DeGrom is just nasty. And it, yeah, I would not be surprised, especially looking at the National League. A couple dudes in Cincinnati are lighting it up, but I don't see that happening year round. Uh, I think it's his to lose right now. It may be Acuna in the second spot right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, never, never. He's always in it. And Tatis, too, obviously. Right. Is this the same and i made the uh, i made the comparison but i don't know if it's accurate i made the comparison this would be like a pass rushing in having 30 sacks in the nfl mvp or a third down back who only plays one down a a, a a series winning it is this the same or am i thinking of it wrong well so I, i'll go i'll go back to just my the two best players that I ever saw play are Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds. Neither of them won a World Series. So they're valued a everyday player playing in one spot that doesn't control the ball every every play. That's a good point. Then, then yes, I, I, I don't get the premise that pitcher can't be the most valuable. When you get to the playoffs, what does everyone look at? What's your starting pitching? What are the matchups? A pitcher can win three of the four games in a seven-game series. Heck yeah, they're 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 every bit the most valuable player. You get you know you look back at Pedro Martinez and those teams or uh, Randy Johnson. Um, Mariano Rivera should have won, I think, some MVP. I mean, that yes, like the the it's like it's like the same as a quarterback. You have the ball every single time you're on the field. So yes, whether you play every four days or every five days, yeah, they're every bit as eligible for the most valuable player. I think as an everyday player. I mean, there was a season where you know what Barry Bonds. I mean, he walked probably 50% of the time he was at the plate. Yeah, you're valuable, but if you just get to first and then they can get around you, then, I mean, how valuable are you? I mean, not the the diminished bonds, but, I mean, yes. But, like, that's – and I'm just saying the two greatest players I saw in person and on a regular basis. It's funny you say that, that, though. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's funny you say that about walking because DeGrom – most of his pitches look like they're strikes and they go out of the zone and batters are yeah. uh, flailing. I saw a statistic that 60% of the time he gets swings and misses on balls. Um, just, just nasty. Uh, but yeah, Bonds, you know, I don't think he was one of the greatest players cause he's a cheater, but uh, yes, he had a good eye and he walked, like he was on base basically two times every game, which is insane. Mm-hmm. At least two times. And that's not an account the intentional walks. Like, seriously. Baseball is loaded with superstars right now and young superstars. But has DeGrom became a cultural in New York City doing this? 
is he is he a name now that we're going to put? I mean, I thought the greatest pitcher of this era was Clayton Kershaw. I thought he was untouchable. But is Degrom now in that territory? I mean, for me, and and to pick pick up on Roger's point, you know, calling Barry Bonds a cheat, call. I mean, they all – that baseball is that. It's about getting the edge. It's about doctoring the ball. It's about pine tar. It's about whether it's anabolic steroids, whether it's the uh, – out in baseball. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just – like, they, I was I, mean, I was listening to uh, some people on the radio saying – I mean, I think it was Buster only – was saying, like, what the hitters are looking at and what goes to Roger's point, it looks like a strike and it's cutting. Like, what with the, how they can control the baseball now, it's frightening. And, and MLB is supposed to be cracking down on it and suspending them with 10 games. Um, I, to me, baseball's always been everybody's cheating and it's what's available in their error. And so, yeah, so, uh, I mean, he's getting there. I, uh, he, he's a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. I disagree in that sense. I think it's a rationalization. But, uh, yeah, one thing about DeGrom, though, he hasn't really won anything. And I know that was a knock on Kershaw, and he was still great. Uh, so I don't want to uh, hammer him for that. But he has a pretty significant injury history. Um, but, yeah, w- when he's out there and he's healthy, uh, he's – definitely the best pitcher in the game all right guys anybody got any last words on baseball before we move on to anything else uh it's about to get good i just got a quick question i just got a text that my feed's back y'all hear me okay or am i cutting out i hear you great i don't have my head it's probably i have a dumb friend named barry that He's probably his internet probably sucks on the West Coast. Well, moving to the West Coast, let's start there. Let's talk about something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. Rog, your team, and this will lead somewhere. Let's, let's, you, you sent me a text the other day, and you said that basically, uh, and, and he is a great player. You can give us some information. USC picked up a huge five-star uh, defensive lineman. Give us, give us his details. Yeah, uh, Michael Williams out of uh, Hardaway, Georgia, I believe. Um, you know, SC hasn't really pulled national since Pete Carroll's days. Guys like Mike Williams were from Florida. They used to go in wherever they want and cherry pick. Now it's Alabama, you know, LSU, a lot of the SEC teams, Ohio State. Um, it's a great get. And they have a ton of young talent coming in, including, you know, number one overall, Corey Foreman, uh, a kid he played with, Drake Jackson, was a high five-star, I believe. Um, but Clay Helton is a boob. So luckily he doesn't touch a lot of the defense. Um, however, this day and age, you know, and I know it's going to be a segue to the transfer portal. I mean, SC had a guy, uh, Jay Toya, who enrolled early. And at defensive line, they lost their – one of their best players to a season ending knee injury and he was going to play and he transferred to UCLA as a freshman, kind of like Chris Steele from Florida to USC, you know, before ever going through camp. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. I'm excited, but I mean, you know, when Alabama and those teams close, who knows in this day and age, I mean, 
they can be an early enrollee and never play a down for your school, which is insane. Robbie, so now let's look at our situation in Tennessee. Since firing Jeremy Pruitt, we've had a mass exodus. Right now on campus, we probably have less scholarship players than most teams going through major probation. So we already start knowing probation is probably coming. We've had in the teens of kids transfer out. What is the ramification of the transfer portal being so easy to hit now? Well, when you have been irrelevant for these kids' lifetimes. Lifetimes, absolutely. Um, it's hard. I mean, look at Nebraska. Look at I mean, Michigan. I mean, what we think of college football is not what these kids think. What the transfer portal does for Tennessee is, yeah, maybe we hit a Alvin Kamara and we use him properly. Maybe that, maybe that is an idea. Because um, you're going to have these people that are going to go to the wrong fit and not to kiss to death Raj's new five-star prospect. But what if a guy from Georgia doesn't fit in in Southern California and wants to get back closer to home? Maybe Georgia doesn't have room for him. We do. So I think that kind of what, whenever, yeah, when you pull from different areas of the country, say, and I mean, most people are going to love, love Southern California, but say someone goes up to Michigan from the South. Well, let's keep our eye on that kid because winter comes and it sucks. Um, or Penn State. Yeah, and so so you 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 look at those kids, and then while they can't recruit um, players, there's gonna be a lot of player on player recruitment, and with the seven on sevens, and so I think that's where a team like Tennessee, if you're gonna rebuild, I mean, let's be honest, we're probably not gonna get the five star. I mean, it's just uh, it, it's just tough to sell Tennessee right now with a unproven staff at. Uh, NCAA sanctions coming, bowl bans that's coming. They could expand the playoff to 64. We still wouldn't be getting in. Um, so it's, it's not a good situation. Uh, not to mention your top five players, arguably all transferred, which is yeah. – I've never seen that kind of attrition. Well, yeah, I will say suggestion for one random week we need to do is, is this Georgia's year again? <laughs> I heard, I heard that on Fineball. Uh, Some of you are like, are we doing this again? Just please, every time. Every year. So it is possible in the current environment. Uh, there was recently a basketball player from Indiana that hit the portal to the four school in four years. If, so for the folks that don't know and a little more about it, a scholarship is only a one-year commitment from the player and the school. Is it becoming now to be, okay, he goes to Florida, but he really liked us. If he goes to Florida and he doesn't like it, he'll be back next year. Has it become finishing second and third in the recruiting is, is critical in some places? Finishing first. Uh, Robbie. Or Raj, I, Robbie just talked. Go ahead, Robbie. Raj, go ahead. I saw a stat 
there are over 1,000 players in the basketball transfer portal. That's insane. And yeah, I don't know what number, I'd say over 100 are on their second or third, you know, or at a third school or, you know, fourth. Um, and what effect does that have on high school kids as well? You know, it's, it's kind of like a revolving door. You may lose some talent, but I mean, now you better be watching everyone else in the country because as you said, you know, that there is going to be an available player and, you know, a kid that you recruited and lost, you know, SC just got a kid, Boogie Ellis, that chose Memphis over USC. He was at Memphis for one year and he transferred back, you know, as now that the pandemic and restrictions are being lifted and whatnot, you know, I, I, I expect the NCAA to eventually kind of at least go back to something similar than they had before. But, you know, 1,000 players and you know, kids and, and changing schools, you know, academics, everything, it's, it's very dangerous in my opinion. And, you know, football is obviously, you know, sometimes impact player, Eric Gray, Wanya Moore, and those dudes. Yes, basketball, you know, you start five dudes. And I mean, you know, like Kentucky has players in the portal. Uh, uh, Duke does. And, you know, the starting center from North Carolina is in the portal. What's better than starting at center from North Carolina Tar Heels? Every no one's off limits. Exactly. No one's off limits, and you know, I don't know what coaches are doing. I don't know what staffs are doing, but it's just crazy now, and you can't expect any of your kids to stay four years or two years or one year, really. I saw recruiting rankings for the first time recently that were listed as incoming freshmen and transfer. Mm-hmm. And that was the way the rankings were. Has Same. it become – that it doesn't, your recruiting rankings are based on who you get out of the portal and who you sign as a freshman. Well, guys, and the, and the elephant in the room that we haven't even discussed yet is in 15 days, the name, image, and likeness laws come into play in some states and not in some states. Right. So – if you're a five-star that's in, say, Pennsylvania, and they don't allow it, and Georgia does, oh, heck yeah, I'm going down to Athens, and I'm getting paid while I play sports for these three mandatory years I have to, or one year in basketball. So that's a whole di- – it's not necessarily playing time or happiness. It's – where you can now make money and the NCAA, if they don't get a handle on it, and like it's 15 days until the law is going to affect on July one. So, so as I in Georgia, if you're in a ahead. video game at that point, you will be paid royalties, video games, commercials. I'm the sponsor for the car dealership. Um, the Ed O'Bannon rule, baby. Yeah. Um, I have, let's say I'm the lead commercial guy for Nick Saban's 10 Mercedes dealerships in Alabama, you know, and, and, and don't be full. Like there, there's no way Alabama and Georgia, Florida, they're, they're, they're not, there's no way they're not passing these laws because it's suicide. It's going to um, get dirt. It absolutely is. And it's going to yeah. get dirty. You're right. You know, I, Los Angeles has 
two major schools. It's the second biggest market in the in the country. Uh, you know, New York doesn't really have anything beside basketball or football, really. Or um, Chicago. Or, or, you know, and so it looks like it'll line up. But then again, you know, I'm sure the guy who owns Tom Jones Ford down the street is going to throw millions at a kid. And it's, yeah, you know, to promote them. And, and uh, you know, in one respect, I think it's right. Uh, just with the NCAA, but another, it's going to get very muddy. Well, think about how much Tua could have made in Tuscaloosa yeah. sponsoring car dealerships, Arby's. Uh, what? Hey, here's my jersey. Whatever and, my jersey sales. And like, why? Yeah, yeah, and why? Yeah, like. Um, so that's gonna be a whole another level of the transfer port. It's not only playing time; it's paying time, and. Nice. And been working on that all day long. Uh, Come up with that one? I was going to say that's nice. And so I think that's going to be the other issue of, 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 so, 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 yeah, so there needs to be a national law on what, what this thing is, or the NCAA needs to get together, or they're going to, I mean, they're already a lame duck uh, institution or organization. And, uh, they're getting slower and older by the day. That's interesting. Um, was the transfer portal a first step to a bigger management of college athletics that involves a model where you could see an 18 year old kid have an agent? I, I think it was, and I don't know the exact timing. I think it was a knee-jerk reaction to COVID, and they opened Pandora's box, and Agreed. you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. If you say it's okay for them to do it, then you can't just say it's not okay because we don't like it. Yep. Is it hey, that guy got to do it. Why can't I do it? You wait till you go through Knoxville and start up at a pilot. You're going to get to meet a celebrity working behind the counter probably, so... More. Uh, <laughs> well, the I mean, they got Chris, Chris Lofton in Knoxville during his heyday. He, he would have made better Peyton Manning or Tim Tebow in Florida. I mean, yeah, especially guys that are iconic with a with a noticeable, you know, Peyton Manning. I mean, nobody has a forehead and in, in hairline like that. Not to mention he's one of the greatest collegiate players ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, he would have just absolutely cleaned up. Um, yeah, it's gonna be scary, man. I, I, well, I well and 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 you're gonna have. I mean, just, I mean, I just think about like the snowball effect. Uh, I'm Trevor Lawrence. All right, what do I need at Clemson to be successful? I need an offensive line. So, hey, not it's just not me in this car dealership. It's me and my protection. Hey, get the get the five. We got a five year warranty on this Cadillac. And here are the five people that protect it. You know, just stuff like that that's going to happen. I'm on well, you're a marketing genius already, dude. <laughs> Maybe you missed your calling. I was a marketing major, man. I, I believe <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I've been I've been to a draft with you. I believe that one hundred percent. So, in layman's terms. If this imaging law passes or, or doesn't, yeah, doesn't get in front of it, 
Do you know what the law in the state of Tennessee is, Robbie? I do not. And Let's hope uh, I, I do not know. I, I can find it out and I can I can update us next week. Um, I'm sure there's legislation pending. Well, right now, a lot of states, and I'm not going to get on a tangent or top, or, but a lot of states are doing a lot of stupid stuff that aren't relevant and it's just wasting legislation's time. But once they start realizing what's happening, um, Georgia, I know, has passed. Georgia did pass it where I believe it's Georgia. They passed the athletes can get uh, the money and then the university can request up to 85% back, which is just a token gesture because, of course, they're not going to ask for the money back because that shoots themselves in the foot. But it's different. There's it, there's all these different kind of and – that, and that's why there needs to be universal rules because – I'm all for the athletes getting paid. I'm not for Louisiana and Alabama competing for the most beneficial laws that boost their football team. Because that's what's going to happen. Absolutely. So uh, we kind of sidebarred, but that was a good sidebar because I think they go hand in hand. You as a college football fan or a basketball fan, both of you, pro transfer portal, anti-transfer board personally pro but it, it's got to have some restrictions i don't know what they may be um a thousand kids is insane in basketball uh the same token the one-year sit-out rule uh that's a pretty aggressive rule especially in basketball where you know maybe a kid's 18 and you know the kobe bryant kevin garnett issue there there may be some uh you know, uh, socio-cultural issues going on, socioeconomic issues. And, uh, you know, this is their chance to, to play one, I mean, you know, to get drafted. And uh, under the old rules, you're probably waiting three years and you could miss your window. So I, I do think there has to be better restrictions and it probably needs outside involvement because the NCAA is arguably the most incompetent organization in not only in sports, but, you know, possibly in the country. Yeah, I'd like to see some hybrid model also. I agree with Raj. I think a year sitting out is punitive. Um, and maybe a confidential kind of system of, hey, you know, you're receiving this academic or athletic scholarship. What are the three top reasons why you pick said school? If it's coach, playing time, location, um, and and coach leaves and that's one of your top three reasons then yes absolutely you should get a free pass or if playing time if you're promised playing time and you're sitting on the bench then yes you should be able to leave without penalty if you know the, the guy from unc who we talked about the center if his is you know i picked it because of location because of playing time because of tradition and you say i want to transfer well the reason why you picked that's all still the same. So maybe you do have to sit out half the season or sit out non-conference play or something. I don't want it to be too much of a um, arbitrator, but, but you know, I feel like it, it can't be free for all and mandatory sit out a year. And there needs to be some consistency on, on how you rule these things and to show some precedent. I, I mean, the biggest problem with NCAA when you apply for a hardship, it was just yes or no. And then, there was no real reason why it was just we denied it or we we granted it. 
Very, very, very true. And it seemed like uh, certain positions, quarterbacks could get those transfer waivers easier than other positions could. Mm-hmm. Let me let me throw one more subject out to you about college transfer portals. And, it, and it's just a quick yes or no. I feel like it has broken a little bit of the fandom for me um, because your team is not made up of the same kids year after year. You went to Tennessee as a freshman. I knew you were going to see that kid for the next three years if you were paying four years, whatever. Uh, does it – is there a part of the game, Robbie, that is missing – if you do, if one and done, transfer out. And is that driving a model? Because I have never watched a G League, D League game in my life. Is that driving a model that's going to create a sub-pro sport? G League basketball, minor league football? Is this just a yes or no answer? Oh, you can give a little more. You got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think – well, I think that's part of what the professional leagues want is to, to transfer viewers to their leagues. Um, I'll tell you this. Um, my, my, my wife, who we go, we go to every – we go to almost every football game. We go to every UT basketball game. Um, there wasn't – there was not a team she liked more than the Jordan Bone, Grant Williams, Adam Schofield team because she got to watch them grow and she yes, got to absolutely. know them. It wasn't, it wasn't the first three, four, five, six games of who's that guy? What's that number? Who does this position play? So, yeah, as far as fandom goes, as far as people that truly love the sports, um, I I wish it was more of a um, you get there and you stay and you work your way up, but. I understand that uh, rarely are teams of three stars built that way. So I can see both sides. I'd prefer them to – I'd prefer, on, I guess, honesty in, co- in college sports. The coaches be honest. The assistant coaches be honest. The boosters <laughs> be honest. Yeah, uh, but I guess that's uh, – Hey, I guess what that's about – me hoping to win the lottery tomorrow too. I mean, that's the, you know, catch-22 with a five-star kid, you know, with Springer and – and Keon Johnson, who I loved his game at the end of the year, you know, you're probably going to have him for one year. And uh, in the NCAA, it's do or die. Any moment you can be out. Um, another thing to discuss is the overtime elite league uh, that's going to pay kids 16 to 1800 grand uh, as a salary. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's backed by sports media and a bunch of other crooked nonsense. But uh, that's, uh, that's definitely game changing. And maybe – you know, I'm sure it's sort of a knee jerk to the transfer portal. Um, you know, like I said, you know, when there's a thousand kids that have already had experience in D1 or, or primarily D1 and they're going to transfer them, I mean, it's going to have an effect on high school kids. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you, you know, plus kids that, you know, uh, like Jalen Green, uh, who chose to go to the G League, doesn't seem like it's really affecting them too much. You know, maybe it's the intrigue and their mystique, but. Um, you know, it, the landscape is going to change, to say the least. But paying high school kids a hundred grand, I mean, I think college is awesome. But and and yeah, perhaps that's I'd why the name, it. image, and likeness thing 
you know, was finally passed because, you know, kids have to support themselves and possibly their families. But yeah, it, it's now that I think about it, I'm sure it's all connected or related. Well, well and, and, and just a hypothetical, like you take a sports crazed um, guy like Steve Ballmer, if he couldn't have the Clippers, and if none of these teams are – because you, you can have all the money in the world. There's only so many teams that are available. You're, I, don't, I don't see that he wouldn't be trying to do something, like create his own league or some kind of, some kind of variation of these minor league pro teams. I mean, I, I just saw the – here in Chattanooga and probably anyone outside Chattanooga doesn't know what I'm talking about, but the Red Wolves just built a two uh, – was it two – to, I, I, it was a, it's, a, it's like, the, like the third largest jumbotron in the state of Tennessee for a semi-pro soccer team. Like people with money that love sports are going to try to do things to draw attention to themselves. Absolutely. Look, I don't know what I hooked up differently this time, but we're getting all kinds of questions from the internet. So we'll take a minute. We're going to answer some of these questions if you don't care. So um, I, I think I actually did something I've been trying to do. Let, let's, we've got a, a maybe a Carousel ball. Ask the question. We were talking about the college world baseball World Series. They asked the question, do we have the same interest? And I'll assume in the softball World Series. And I, I'll be the one. I'll start here. I actually am a maybe a bigger girls or softball college fan and it come Tennessee was dominant for a long run never went title, finished second but I, I'll say this I think it's the format of both the women's softball tournament and the men's baseball tournament that makes me love those tournaments Robbie have you ever watched any of the softball when Tennessee had some little elite teams Oh yeah, what was it? Was it uh, Monica uh, Abbott? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, hey, a, a cute starting pitcher never ever hurts. Um, it is sexist, but it is true. Um, hey, Mitchell. I remember her from Arizona, and that was like fifteen years ago. Hey, hey, being yeah. Tom Brady helps Tom Brady. Absolutely. That, yes, that, I love that's that's not sexist. That's just facts. Um, no, reality. I, I do yeah. like. I do like uh, the softball college and, world series. Opposite of baseball, girls softball. If you score a run, you're probably winning. Oh yeah, like they throw that thing, and it's just I, I don't I don't know how they do it. I I, I think I, I would throw out my shoulder out and everything doing it. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, Aaron, who's hopefully watching on the West Coast, his daughter is hopefully a future la uh, lady ball. And so I, I watch, uh, I'm in the softball world out there, softball's life. And so, yeah, what I uh, watch it through Snapchat on the uh, 12 to 13 year old level. And then I also watch um, the uh, Women's College World Series. A little creepy, but you said you had a uh, Go Firecrackers. Go shout out Firecrackers. Yeah. Do you guys think, though, Tennessee is like UConn? in that, you know, with, with Pat Summit and, and Lady Sports is so revered, you yeah. know, in Knoxville, does that have an effect on it? Um, I've never seen a softball game. USC didn't have a softball team until, I think, recently. I think they still have it. 
I agree with that, Raj. I think, I think women's sports is huge intent. I mean, the women's soccer team yeah. gets good following. It is, it is a huge women's sports school. Irony is overwhelming. But yeah, but maybe yes. the men suck at all the sports. <laughs> Too fair. University of Alabama, the, maybe their two most popular sports after men's basketball and men's football is probably girls' softball and girls' and gymnastics. gymnastics. Yeah. It is huge. And, and softball is huge in Alabama. Softball is huge throughout the SEC. It's It kind of started in the SEC and the West Coast. And it's surprising that that uh, USC has been better, to be honest. Uh, but it was the Arizona schools that really dominated that for years. The Coaching. It's from our friend Aaron Burke. College World Series, greater event than Baseball World Series. And, and I understand that, no, it's not as an MLB fan. But the format, I'm with Aaron. I like the format of the College World Series more than I do the Major League. No, he's asking, is the Women's College World Series better than the Baseball World Series? Uh, no, uh, uh, the men's? No, I like the men's better. I'll... Yeah, yeah. Unanimously here. I mean, compared I to Major League Baseball, while you bring it up, 162 games versus 60 games, it is a little different. But I also think baseball added the wild card to give it that sort of element of a tournament, of a round robin, uh, of a single elimination, well – yeah, the wild card is single elimination, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I certainly think Omaha is special. And, it is. You know, I mean, nobody's going to say that about any professional sports playoff. So uh, I, I certainly think MLB was trying to pattern themselves after that. Richard Joseph of On Our Island Network, the Card Collection Show, great guy, enjoy his show immensely. A couple of comments we're going to deal with. One, he thinks the G League is damaging college basketball. Raj, do you agree with that? Because I kind of do. I, I mean, there weren't that many players that were, you know, UCLA got hit pretty hard. Deshaun Nix was another point guard that went to the G League. I mean, you imagine him on that team. Oof. Uh, I, I, it's certainly not helping. And again, this overtime elite thing—they're paying them a hundred grand. I don't know what the G League salaries are, but I don't think they're a hundred grand. Uh, now they're going to have more uh, more exposure, but yeah, I mean, it's certainly—I uh, mean, kids. Why play one year aside from the, the the glory of college and the fun and being young? Um, you, you know, there's it's a fifty-fifty coin toss for the top prospects. Uh, we were quickly hitting the G League and the damage it can do and could do to college basketball. Do you see it? And I think you do. As a to college basketball? No. Yeah, so not really because the tournament is is the – I mean, unless they try to match that, because um, it, it does. That, that's the revenue generator as a term. Regular season basketball, except for us purists that like it and will watch. Um, hey, 
Minnesota played Northwestern on the Tuesday night because we just like college basketball. And we probably that's gamble. That's already gone. Like that that ship's not coming back. But the tournament, um, and I, you know, I think yes, hundred grand is a hundred grand, and it's awesome. But you're traveling. It, it, this is what I understand. You're traveling on buses still. You're playing empty gymnasiums. If you're a five star, you're one year away from millions. And so, wouldn't you rather have fun playing for free than um, than playing in empty gyms with with play? I mean, I just think it'd be more fun to take your take your do sit to what Kentucky and Duke are doing. Take a new AAU team, play it, run it back one more year, have fun, and millions await. Again, the name agent. Name, image, and likeness is, is yes. likely correlated. Um, it's kind of funny. Jalen Green said that he didn't regret joining that league, but you know he lives alone in an apartment in Walnut Creek, California. He yeah. said he wishes he was still playing games. Um, you know, it, it there's definitely no pageantry, and we're all traditionalists because I guess we're because we're old. But yeah, I, I mean, there's no. I've used the word magic like 30 times today. Uh, there's nothing there in the G League. You're absolutely right. I mean, who wants to Sioux Falls versus, you know, Bakersfield? Uh, yeah. Y- you know, it, well, like, it's means to an end, but still. I think I think Donnie Tindell is coaching Sioux Falls. And I was I about to know that. that. Is he now? And, 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 yeah, he can't coach in college, and so he has to go to that league to coach. So don't tell me it's more glamorous. He was the head coach. And I only knew this because I had a chance to go and didn't go. Of the Grand Rapids Drive at one point. We were in was Grand it Grand Rapids, Rapids or the Sioux Fall? It was Grand Rapids Drive. Okay. Coach. One of those random areas. My friend is a Grand Rapids Drive ticket holder. And he wow. said, he said this guy's basketball <laughs> obsessed. So there really is nothing to do in Grand Rapids. <laughs> He said (laughs) of going to AAU tournaments. He said college basketball is college basketball or high school basketball is high school basketball. And it could be great and 5,000 in the gym and you're a hero. He said AAU is where they're one gym with 10 teams playing and five people watching the game other than the 27 scouts. He said that's what the G League was. Hey, everybody's Mm -hmm. getting paid in – AAU, so G League's yeah. the same essentially. Yeah, yeah. College basketball's the. I mean, it's it. It probably makes the cycling world look pretty clean. Like, <laughs> and and we all know y'all, y'all just y'all just exchange blood and tents allegedly. <laughs> you to be eligible for college basketball season, you have to pass a minimum of six hours. In the fall quarter, then you are eligible for the full year as long as you register for class in spring. Hey, I'm all I'm all too Dude. familiar with that schedule. That is a noon to four Tuesday and Thursday schedule right there. Uh, that is the rule. I can shout out to my boy uh, Chris Norris real quick, but yeah, I had basically graduated thanks to AP my senior year, and uh, it was fun. Sorry, mom, uh, but. Yeah, I had Dances of the World. That was sweet. Uh, a movie class and uh, a gospel choir. And I'm not 
religious. Uh, yeah, but you know, we, we sang Jesus is mine in churches. Uh, I mean, Matt Leinart famously took ballroom dancing as his last yeah. year. You know, it, it's, I mean, just go, dude. There's nothing like college, obviously. Even if yeah. it's for one year, you have a family to support. I mean, you know, you're obviously the big man on campus, et cetera. We don't have to go into that anymore, but I'd rather be the big man on campus, you know, in Knoxville or, or Baton Rouge than in, like I said, Grand Bakersfield, Rapids. Grand Rapids. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, I mean, I believe how many people, how, seriously, how many people in Grand Rapids probably even know there's a G League team there? What else is there? Not not many. Because when he told me he was a Grand Rapids drive season ticket holder, I was like, what's the Grand Rapids drive? And he goes like, your coach, coach is there. And I was like, Bruce Pearl's there? And he goes, no, Donnie Tindall. And I was like, hey, they did win the, they, hey, I, they did win the championship, though. Uh, did you know that? I didn't know that. Western Michigan, not a lot there. But, hey, more power to your boy. He's obviously a basketball aficionado, just likes watching the game. Uh, he would go I watch. commend him because I could never you should, do that. You should, you should tell is. him what YouTube is. He could probably find <laughs> yeah. better stuff for free. Hey, <laughs> this is also a season ticket holder of the Western Michigan Broncos. Oh, boy. The Kalamazoo Growlers. I was going to say, isn't that near Kalamazoo? Yeah, the Kalamazoo Growlers. Growlers. And can we get can we get this guy on the show? Yeah, seriously, I, I've got I have so many I have so many questions. Can we drug uh, test him first? Like, let's drug uh, test him West, first. Western Michigan, that's where PJ Flat came from, right? Yes, Bro, that's where Corey Davis was from. Yeah, and Brandon Marshall, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown. It's not All that right. far okay. from South Bend. Was Brandon Marshall at Central Michigan? Central, I believe. Central. Yeah. Okay. All right. Guys, we'll move on for this, but this was a great sidebar that ended up. Hey, y'all, and we appreciate it. We appreciate the questions. Love getting them. Uh, love hearing them. Love, love, love hearing them. So we're running a little short on time, but Rod, can you just quickly bring us up on the state of playoffs in the NBA? Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, James Harden, who had a hamstring injury, you know, the Lakers, Anthony Davis. That's not something you can come back early. Harden actually came back early, and he's played 30 minutes. Now, he's got three points, and he's one for eight, over six from three. Uh, but, you know, the, the Nets were getting pummeled. It's two to two. They're at home. Uh, Milwaukee was a one-point favorite because Kyrie Irving's not playing. Uh, but the Nets are coming back. They're now down eight, uh, halfway through the third. So, you know, Milwaukee may be in trouble. Um, it's actually pretty good basketball aside from the Phoenix series who, you know, swept an undermanned, uh, Denver team, uh, you know, Atlanta and, and I mean, there's three series that are two, two, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, arguably unprecedented. Um, the Atlanta game, you know, Embiid was four for 20. That doesn't happen often. Um, so I think, you know, he also had 21 boards, but I think Philly is clearly the better team. However, you know, Trey Young and Bogdanovich didn't exactly light it up. Uh, Young was 8 for 26, and Bogdanovich was 9 for 24, and Atlanta shot 36% in that win. Uh, and my boy Okongwu uh, had a sweet dunk. Um, but still, it, it, it's good bat. It wasn't a great game, but 2-2, two to two, that's awesome. 
And, you know, people in Atlanta and people in Philly are all about it. You know, Clippers and Jazz are two to two. Uh, yeah. Jazz went up two nothing. Clippers came back uh, yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that Kawhi Leonard dunk. Yeah. Good grief. I mean, that was uh, – Derek Favors got murdered, literally, and Kawhi should be arrested. Um, that was insane. And that's the type of stuff the NBA, you know, needs to pimp and excuse that expression and ESPN. But yeah, it, it's actually – they're very entertaining series. I followed the Hawks series because I am a somewhat Hawks fan. But outside of the Hawks, I really – having it followed it. Robbie, how much interest have you had in the NBA playoffs? Oh, I think it's been very entertaining. Um, I have a fear um, that injuries are going to derail this, the ending of it. Um, so many people are getting hurt. Uh, the shortened off season and the change in schedule has really hurt. It's been, a, but so far, yeah, Hawks are in it. Um, the Phoenix is in it. There are a lot of teams that aren't typically in it. The new markets that are and and, and big markets, Atlanta and Phoenix, huge markets that haven't been good in a long time. Um, is exciting. Um, man, the Lakers were NBA, dead men walking from last year. Yes, I mean it paid. Oh, they yeah. paid the price. And you're well, absolutely and, and right. The heat, and the Heat too. Absolutely, they, they were both just I mean, same team. Yeah, the heat and yeah, they were dead. Um, but yeah, watching MB like that guy just he when he goes up, every branch of his body expands and 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 he's gonna get fouled and he can man, he can shoot free throws. Uh, I think I he's the I think he's the Hawks have a chance to steal this one. I think he is really hurt and he's the, the, he's back to or every other day he's coming back to haunt him. Um. And then, yeah, the the Nets are a total wild card. It's it's about watching the injury report with them. Um, and then Phoenix looks great, and the Clippers. But the, the, of all the teams, right now, the Clippers seem like when they want it, they go and get it. Absolutely. I mean, they're very talented. They play defense. But yeah, they have a tendency to, to to not step up until their backs against the wall. Yeah, um, and they expect championships, obviously, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, but you're right; when they want to play, you're you're not beating them. Um, yeah. I thought they would win it all last year. I, I really did. Um, you know, this year they seem to be a little bit of a different team. No, Lou Williams. Um, you know, point guard is not a strength. However, uh, they play defense, and they have arguably the best player in the game. Um, certainly one of the best playoff players of all time, and not playoff Paul, but Kawhi Leonard. Um, but, yeah, yeah, overarching point, very interesting basketball. I think the NBA needs, like I said, the Kawhi dunk was insane. And, and they, I need to see that, like, constantly on every network, you know, every website. Uh, you know, take advantage because there aren't a lot of, you know, big Boston's not in it. The Lakers aren't in it. Yeah. You know, the Nets are – New Jersey, more or less. I mean, still Brooklyn, but they're not the Knicks. Uh, you know, there are some smaller market teams. So uh, NBA rarely misses a marketing opportunity, but I think yeah. right now they are. Raj, uh, let me ask you this real quick. And who, right now, right now, who gets the shot they want off easier, Kawhi or KD? KD. You still think KD? Just because he- – 
he's got better range and he's six eleven. Yeah, I mean, um, but when Kawhi wants to, you know, Kawhi's gonna get take it in paint. Um, but yeah, I mean, KD there, is nearly. There were moments last night when Kawhi wanted that oh, yeah. that top of the key three, oh, and yeah. he just walked to them right into it. Boom! Step back. I think it was two two out of three possessions. I think KD's more unstoppable as far as like there's just nothing you 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 don't have a seven foot guard and he can get his three all day. But if if Kawhi wants to dunk it, I think he can dunk it. If he wants I agree. a shot at the block, he can get it there. If he wants the elbow shot. He wants a three. I think he can do more to get whatever he wants it. Now KD can can get. A shot, the easiest. I agree. Kawhi's a winner, and when he when he plays, you know, we saw it with Toronto a few years ago. Uh, yeah, it seems like when he wants to dominate, he does. And the beauty is, he does it on both ends. Yeah. Uh, not only that, he's very humble. Like he doesn't like the spotlight. Even when he dunked on Derek Favors, you know, kind of looked at him, which is the most I've ever seen him sort of uh, display in terms of emotions. But you know, he turned around and got back on defense. Well, did you hard see not what to he, root for a guy like that. Did you see what he said post game? He was like, "I, I didn't." Even, he like, they asked like, "What do you think about?" Did you see about social media reaction? He's like, "I don't don't do that. Yeah, I don't pay so, attention to that. I'm thinking yeah. about the next play." Kind of funny though, social media wise. You brought it. Embiid. Did you see his press conference as he was like basically talking? The Kawhi dunk went down. He said, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> I in didn't middle see of that. Sentence. Yeah, uh, so I saw that. Yeah, that was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Brendan Chang, Phoenix is money. KD has the better ability to correct that. So, yep. last question on NBA. Pick me one. Pick me the champion. You go first, Rob. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Are we assuming injuries stay the same? That's the question because I think we all think Brooklyn's going to win it all if they're healthy. Let me let me make it easy for you. Who really picks up the big trophy about three weeks from now? I'm I'm going to take the best. Oh gosh! All right, right. and this is this is just I don't know if this is even smart. as we stand now, give me the Clippers, and I'll take my fighting chance. Rog? Strong team. Uh, you know, I'm thinking it's the winner of the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series. Providing health is uh, at least a factor. I can't believe Harden came back from a hamstring because yeah. anybody's ever had that, you know, especially in basketball. Now, he's playing like FHIT, but uh, you know, it's just big to have him on the floor. He's going to take – a little bit away for Durant. Um, I, I think the winner of that series, and, and yeah, I, I called the Clippers in the finals again this year. And uh, like Rob said, now, now they don't have the bench that they did. Their leading scorer off the bench is Luke Kennard. Uh, you know, they used to have Montrez Harrell who went to the Lakers. They used to have Lou Williams. So that is a danger spot. However, Paul George and Kawhi seem to play like 80 minutes a game. So uh, we'll it see. may be it may be the winner of this game. If Brooklyn wins tonight, yeah, I'd sit everybody game six. Just take the L, get healthy, and then come back game seven at home. Of course, They're down five now, and they were down like twenty something. Yeah, 
Of course, I, I have my bet my nuts on the uh, Nets to win this series. But I'm with you, Robbie. I kind of like the Clippers. But I'm going to make one more statement. I think it is good if anybody but the Clippers win the title for the NBA. If Milwaukee wins the title, if, if Brooklyn wins the title, if the Hawks or the Sixers or Phoenix, I think it's good for the NBA. Well, I agree. Phoenix was a dominant team many years. KJ, Barkley, you know, and, and they're so balanced. And, and again, I don't know how Chris Paul's a journeyman. Uh, his, listen, the other day, his assisted turnover, turnover ratio was 11 to 1. Um, you know, with him, Devin Booker is a spot shooter who doesn't miss often. DeAndre Ayton, you know, they've, they've got defense, they've got depth. Um, just a very well balanced team. Now, that being said, Anthony Davis is completely healthy. Uh, you know, the Lakers were up two to one in that series. Uh, you know, they're, they're sort of a bad matchup. So I think they're going to run into a veteran team. But uh, the future is very bright in Phoenix. And, and, you know, the Suns with, you know, Dan Marley and stuff. I think we're all old, so we remember that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a great basketball. Thunder Dan Marley, they're a great basketball. I go, even, I go back to Alvin Adams' days, and they won the title in 75. I remember watching that as a kid. So Yeah, we're, we're well, going to have to take and, your word for that one. Yeah. And just, just one more quick little point. Um, the NBA is idiotic if they don't move to this time frame of the season. Get away from their start time. Get away from the overlap with the NFL. Move it up. Play through the summer. You're all indoors. It doesn't matter. There's no reason the final should end on June 5th when you start in October. Start in late January and play till NFL training camp starts. Play 62 games, 60 games, yeah. and – allow more teams into the playoffs. If you don't have competition, you can charge if, – if you're not competing with NFL, you can charge more money for your TV rides, and that makes up for the lost ticket gate. Absolutely. All right. I think you're 100%. Let's we get to our bets or nuts and their closing comment. I want to touch real fast. And uh, 263, UFC 263 was this last weekend. A good pay-per-view. I went and watched it. Israel Alessandro got back on the winning trail. Uh, you saw Nate Diaz's return in a losing effort. You saw some an interesting UFC. But July pay-per-view for UFC is always the biggest card of the year. This line, this time, it's headlined by Gregor Poirier three. 63 set this up very nicely. Are you, as guys who do enjoy the UFC, how interested are you in McGregor 483? Robbie, we'll start with you. Uh, um, I, well, I'm not interested. Um, kind of happy considering it's supposed to be the fight of the year. Yeah, um, but I'm not. I'm never interested in it anyways. I think I did win 250 bucks on the fight. This was it this weekend or last weekend? This weekend. This weekend. So I think I did win 250 bucks on it, betting with uh, um, Aaron and Barry. But I, I'm not quite sure if I did or not. I think so. Um, I so, so I, 
I am I am not uh, interested in me. So this this would if we're doing C or no from Holly Questionable, this will be a no for me. Is it the fighters or is it UFC? It's just UFC. I've just I've I've tried to get into it. I just can't. Um, it's just it's just not my cup of tea. Um, it it's strange that you have basically the Daytona fighting. 500 of UFC upcoming, and it seems that there's no interest in it. Roger, are you? I'm not going to pay for the fight, but yeah, I mean, you said the fight of the year. They fought in January. Right. uh, uh, Before that, it was 2014. Uh, Each guy's won on a TKO. uh, One in the first round, one in the second. You, You know, I do agree that 263 this past UFC was not like the most thrilling thing and that's going to help 264. I know the numbers are going to be I way agree. higher. That's a great point. What um, does it cost? Uh, if you go 99 depends. Yeah. Look at you guys with all your money. You don't even know what it costs. Uh, I, I bought the Dariush fight and it was, I think it was 49.99. I can't yeah, recall. With though. your ESPN plus membership, it's 49.99. Yeah. Uh, uh, 263 by Aaron Burt said was $69.99. Okay. I got mine for free from going to a friend's house. <laughs> I will watch 264, but I remember this summer fight uh, being much more. Um, and, and Aaron Burt, to the point, it was entertaining at 263, but there was no, it was not the huge name value. Uh, that that we have normally in a UFC, so I think we'll see, and it's something we'll follow. But 264 needs to be one of those events that grabs um, America's attention for 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 the UFC. So interesting. All right, guys, we had a great show. I love to talk about the playoffs college basketball, the transfer portal. But really what's important is I didn't total up or bet your nuts for last week. Mine's still pending. So, Robbie, what I won. Mine won. So, I believe that makes you eight, four, and one. Hmm. We gave you credit for two for picking NASCAR. Rod, how did you do last week? I can't even recall what I chose last week. I can't either. I'm sick about it. I don't remember what I wore yesterday, so I think I won, though. Well, if nobody's typing in complaining about losing money, then I assume we all won. Uh, I'm still pending the Nets-Bucks series. Uh, There is video and audio proof, so we just have to go back and check it out. I I couldn't – I remember yours, Robbie, but I did not remember Rogers for – for love or money. But it's a new week and a new chance to bet your nuts. I'm going to start. I'm taking an underdog. It's going to be another long-term bet. I am taking the Las Vegas Golden Knights at plus 120 to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, all the way to winning the Cup. At plus 120. Okay. 
Uh, Tampa the favorite again, right? No, no. The Tampa Bay Lightning is complete favorites. They're like negative. Yeah. I mean, Vegas is, according to which one you look at, Vegas is either two or three. But here's the reason I'm doing that. And it's all, it, it, uh, besides the fact I'm on a massive lead, but we will talk about that. But I am really into watching Las Vegas. And for some reason, me not being a hockey fan, suddenly I have watched every one of Vegas' playoff games. And what intrigued me the most was the hotels are streaming it on large screens. And you look at the MGA and Grand, and there's people sitting around the pool watching. Have you ever been to Vegas? Uh, No, I mean, he's right, dude. I have a very good friend who lives there. It's hot. He's lived there for the last, like, 10 years. It's their first team that's entirely conceived, and it was born and raised there. And I think that's always a huge factor. And they won their first year, which is insane. Um, yeah, it's I mean, great. the Raiders don't go there without them. And, and they play a very, you know, when the Kings won the championship a few years back, it was much bigger hockey. You know, it was a lot of uh, forechecking, bigger dudes, uh, big forwards. And, and Vegas just, like, they're the fastest skating team I've seen ever. Um, I don't I, I don't care about any of that. I want to model in a pool, drinking a White Claw, watching hockey on TV. That is my ideal of hockey. Well, that's probably pretty common right now, so uh, maybe we should go to Vegas. We should. That, that's your idea of any situation. You can be like, <laughs> I, I want a model in a pool, drinking White Claw while I do my taxes. <laughs> that's it. 100%. But I did just bet my nuts on the Las Vegas Knights. So, Robbie. Um, all right. So, Vegas has caught up to Kyle Larson. He is the favorite now. So, he is in the, I think he's plus 125 to win and plus negative to place. So, I'm taking my talent off of NASCAR and I'm going to another um, long term sporting event. So, I saw what I needed to see from Kepka at the PGA. Ooh. So, he is back. He is ready to go. I'm taking Kepka plus 330 to go Ooh. in the top five. So, I'm putting my 100 down. I've already placed the bet. Betting 100 to win 430. It Now, this is tying up some of my funds throughout the week. So, if I do increase this. Uh, amount of balance in my uh, DraftKings account, I will be doubling that bet to 200 to win 860. Um, so just if you have it, I'd bet 200. If you're like me and you don't have it, then stick to 100. So it's a top three, or top five, top five finish. Top five, okay. So I'm Kepka in the top five. Kepka in the top five, okay. Uh, Kepka is your official bet. You're not so. Yes. To, to finish the top five. Yes. All right, Garage. We got the Golden Knights. We got Brooks Kepka. We've got. You're not going to like this, but I'm taking Philly minus six tomorrow. Um, you know the, the games they won. They won by 16. Atlanta had, was made 23 pointers in the game one, an anomaly. And Bede had the worst game of the year in the last game, an anomaly. Um, you know, I think Philly's going to come out and just get ready to smash. 
I may tease it down, but for straight up for these purposes, I will take Philly, uh, you know, not only minus six, but I, I, I'll take them by more than 10. Oh, are you going to tease it? I'll tease it down. Um, oh. You know, Utah's two and a half against the Clippers. I thought this was um, bet your nuts pick. I, I said I'll take it. No, straight up is six. Uh, I mean, not straight up, but the, the threat, uh, by the way, uh, Brooklyn's down four now. Um, it's minus six is the actual, like, number. And I, I will take Philly minus six. Wow. All right. And that's – those are those – are, that's both negative 110, negative 110, over and under, negative 110, negative 110. Um, they don't really know what's going on in that game yet. I agree. Kind of nice. Got a little more diversity in our picks this week. So before we get off the air, I got a couple of things to plug real fast and let everybody get through your last words. But earlier before this show at 7 o'clock, I recorded an interview with Paul Benefield, a legendary, this will be my last stuff, the legendary college coach. 312-53, currently on a 45-game winning streak. His senior class just graduated, 58-1. and one. Uh, They made him move from 2A to 3A last year, and all he did was win the 3A championship. He is a good friend of mine also. Uh, he talks in that interview as much about life as he does football, having a positive attitude, a winning attitude. Uh, I once joked with him he has one pass play and three run plays, and that's how he's won five state championships. Uh, the school is in Alabama, enrollment 226 kids. He has 30 kids play football. And it's incredible what he does. But I really got a lot out of that interview about just showing up for work, ready to work. So if you have time, it's on the River City Media page. Please go and watch it. It was really, it was nice. Uh, I'm 55 years old. Coach Benefield, 63. But he is truly one of my heroes in life. So I enjoyed, enjoyed that interview very much. Robbie. Um, yeah. So as you guys who watch all the time or people that watch know, uh, and I'm Randall's going to, going to give you the info at the end. Um, my wife is doing dancing with the stars, uh, or dare to dance in uh, Chattanooga. She, it, all the proceeds go to the kidney foundation. She was able to go today to visit a dialysis clinic. Um, if you guys, and most people don't know how hard it is to live with, um, kidney disease and how much it takes on the toll on the body and how much care is needed and how much money is needed to help them. Um, and so $5, $10, $25, whatever you can do to give, um, would be very much appreciated. Um, Randall, I think is going to send out, uh, the link, um, or it will be somewhere where you can find it. Um, we would really appreciate it. Um, October 23rd is the date. I am missing the Tennessee-Alabama game um, to go to this. Um, that's how important it is to people. Um, and so anything you can do will help. And thanks for watching, as always. I, I will link this on a pinned 
announcement on the River City page, and it is called Dare to Dance. Allison has a fundraising page that is kind of her commitment to this, that we as a corporate partner of this want to support Allison in anything and everything that you can donate. We believe in this so much, we were going to start a Patreon this week, but instead of starting our Patreon, we would like for you to go donate to this. If you believe in our show, believe in what we do, one week, go make a donation to Allison. It'll be pinned to the top of the River City, and it will be under the Dare to Dance and Allison's fundraiser for the Kidney Foundation of Greater Chattanooga. Please, I will. Hey, I, I, I will match whatever we get this week. I'll personally match it. Okay, that's a challenge. So I will do some work on that, and I hope y'all well, let's raise a bunch of to a certain extent. I, I, I was going to say, I'm calling my CPA right now. <laughs> hey, I'll be the first one to make a donation. I'll put it that way. I'll step up first. And if you look there, I do. We have a dear, dear friend of our of our show, Phil Harris, that did not go through the kidney transplant, but he went through a liver transplant just last year. Mm. Having watched his family go through that, it is near and dear to my heart now. Any of these you're giving folks life. Give yes, be an Oak, organ donor. Always be an organ donor. Yes, 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 absolutely. So I'll get that done tonight, Rob, or tomorrow morning, Robbie. For the next week, Robbie will match our challenge. All right, Rog, I, I think you need to give two on that one this week. So let's just uh, let's hit Robbie up for some dollars. Absolutely. Rog, um, final word, buddy. Final word, uh, two things. Number one, Derek Carr said that he would probably quit if the Raiders traded him. He'd quit football. Uh, if they can get Aaron Rodgers, I'd send Derek Carr out, you know, on a ship to nowhere right away. Uh, the other thing is Tyler Glass now, the, the amazing ace for Tampa, you know, he said that he, because of this new crackdown, the only thing he used was uh, sunscreen, but he said he was uh, – basically gripping his used to grip his curveball on his fingertips and his fastball uh now it's deeper in his hand and he felt something pop and yes. he blamed his his ucl on the injury on on mlb like it, it messed with his head he said i'm choking the s out of all my pitches um you know i mean to suddenly do something mid-season and it's not like pine tars on the ball all the time um but you know i, I know i'm gonna sound like a hypocrite here but there are certain things that, you know, is part of baseball, s sunscreen, snot, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and for them to crack down on it, like mid-season, and one of their premier pitchers blows out his arm, um, yeah, I, I don't think that's right. And, you know, the Dodgers, Trevor Bauer, his spin rate has gone from, like, crazy, and he's probably the reason why because he's so outspoken. But, yeah, uh, and finally, uh, dare to dance, definitely donate. That should be the uh, final word. Absolutely. Um, I think it's great. Guys, 90 minutes are up, and I'm getting us out of here. It's a, it's a good win for me. So uh, we'll be back next week, tomorrow night, a classic rock metal review with Cowboys from Hell from Pantera on River City Media. Next, uh, there is no other angle with Chappie this week. I am going to beautiful and wild and wonderful West Virginia to visit my daughter. 
So until next week, Rog, Robbie, and Randall, we are out. Hold on, guys. Peace.